Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of the Frisco Report. This is Sirius. Have more time, baby. You know how we do it. Mike, what's going on, bro? Hey, nothing much, brother. Nothing much. Just chilling. Just chilling. Uh, we have a, when a Wednesday special right here on the Frisco Report for you guys. So share the video right now. Click that like button and bring some people in here because you know it's going to be great when Joe and I are talking football. <clears throat> that's what it is everybody how's everybody doing appreciate everybody that's joining the chat live and watching this on the replay make sure you guys hit like subscribe and share like mike just said there appreciate you guys uh mike we're through the bye week now we're in the home stretch here we're about to face the vikings we got a couple of news topics of the day that we'll hit up first first off uh tyron crawford and andy dalton are coming off the covid list you know we're hearing that uh, dalton's practicing uh with mock game ups and things like that. So looking like they're going to go with Dalton here against uh, the Vikings. You know, it's not confirmed completely yet, but it's kind of, you know, looking at the breadcrumbs, it kind of looks that way, Mike. What, what's your thoughts on Dalton possibly facing the Minnesota Vikings? They're coming off a three-game winning streak right now. Uh, yeah, we, we talked a little bit about Andy Dalton last week. And as I watched the show back, I was like, because I was dogging on him pretty bad. I, I think we both were in, in the chat, too. And I watched the the film against the New York Giants when he went there for a couple series, threw a dime to Michael Gallup, setting up, you know, the game winner there and walking out of there with that W. And then I went back to that next game, and it really looked like Kellen Moore was holding back Andy Dalton. A lot of reasons they, they took one shot down the field. That was right before he got concussed. And other than that, the wide receivers running three, four, five shallow routes. Then you look at Kellen Moore evolving that offense and not really so much with Ben DiNucci, but with Garrett Gilbert, right? And so if Kellen Moore can quit getting out of the shell bubble of holding these quarterbacks back. Now, Ben DiNucci was just a horrible quarterback all the way around. Uh, that's why they didn't let – that's why they were running wildcat formations and different types of sweeps and things of that sort, right? Yeah. But they really held back Andy Dalton that first game. But if, if Kellen Moore can open the offense up like he did for Gilbert, mm. I don't see how Andy Dalton can fail. Now, I'm a man of my word. I'll tell you when I'm wrong, and I'll tell you when I'm right. But I really think that that sluggish start before he got concussed was on the office coordinator, Kellen Moore. So I'm kind of excited to see what Andy Dalton can bring against the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a, uh, you know, whether it's Andy Dalton or Gilbert, I think it's going to be a, an uphill battle, the passing game. You know, the the uh, the Vikings, you know, they, they do have a, a younger back end. Um, also, pretty much the defense, you know, a lot of people, they, they purged a lot of players out of there. Uh, but, man, they're still getting after it, man. They're still getting after it. You know, they lost Daniel Hunter, and they're still getting to the quarterback. So, we're going to have our hands full. <clears throat> Definitely going to have our hands full. And, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook. You know, we're going to have to face him. He's a, he's another wrecking machine. Mike, speaking of that, <clears throat> the, the run defense is going to have possibly another big test here, a preview of, you know, where this defense is at. You know, the last two weeks they've looked better. We're coming off the bye, so we've had extra time to, you know, 
get ready for this game. Game preparation <clears throat> is one of Mike McCarthy's biggest things, right? So it's going to be interesting to see how they game plan stopping Dalvin Cook. What do you, what do you think they're going to do here? Well, the, before this bye week, the Dallas Cowboys defensive line looked like they started to mold together and they were stopping runs, right? There wasn't a lot of that 12-yard gang, 15-yard <clears throat> gangs, and big <clears throat> chunks, right? They were really holding the, the opposing offense to, to some really good yardage, right? And so I really think that it's a real test for guys like Navelle Gallimore. It's, it's tests like for Randy Gregory, Alden Smith, D-Law, um, Antoine Woods, these guys right here to see where they really are. Were, they, were these fluke run teams um, or can they – or we know what Dalvin Cook can do. He's leading the NFL in rushing, right? So I really think that this will be a good test for these guys, and I think it's a really good evaluation for us fans, maybe for Will McClay, these guys, to see where – Novell Gallimore is, Randy Gregory's at. He should have his feet underneath him now. Got a couple of games in him. And so we really should start seeing uh, Gregory start making some impacts, things of this sort. So it's going to be a really good test. Now, how you contain Dalvin Cook, I mean, he, he's a beast. He don't go down on the first hit. You really got to wrap up on this guy. Um, it's almost like a beast mode. We you know and Marshawn Lynch in his early career, he just was – you get you just couldn't take him down. Marion Barber type of running back. Dalvin Cook has that physicality, and Sean Lee. I, I really, if he's on the field, I really think because Sean Lee don't get he he will throw his body in front of a wrecking ball if he had to, and and so I I'm not really concerned about the linebacker core. I'm worried about this D line. Can they control their gaps? Can they hit their gaps? Can they play discipline and knock down a runner like Dalvin Cook, Joe? Spot on. Spot on. It's, it's going to be all about the run fits, like you said, hitting the gaps and things like that. Mike, the other topic here that we want to talk about, speaking of the run defense, uh, you know, this is to me, you got a couple of players that are auditioning for their life, coaches and players. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. You know, coming off the bye, I think it's Mike Nolan audition time, Mike. So we, ha I'll, we have seen improvement, but do they regress? Do they, do they look like crap coming off the bye? It's going to be a huge audition for Mike Nolan. I don't think his his uh, he's a lock for twenty twenty one, especially if they keep playing, you know, kind of wishy washy. What, what's your thoughts on Mike Nolan auditioning for the rest of the season? Yeah, he just has to have players buy in. Um, that's really what the Cowboys were struggling on before they kind of caught this momentum when when they cut mm -hmm. Paul, when they cut Worley. A yeah. lot of players. And when they traded Everson Griffin, a lot of players weren't buying in. Jalen Smith, uh, a guy that cashed in, was talking about they need to simplify the defense. Alden Smith saying it's already been simplified. What more do you want? So that tells me right there when you got two guys playing remotely close to each other or saying we need to simplify it, no, we don't need to simplify it, that means no one's really bought in. And now – I think they simplified it even more. You turn on the tape, they're, they're running Broad Marinelli defensive line stunts, something they didn't do the first six weeks of the season. And I really think they simplified this thing down enough where 
players like Novell Gallimore and, and, and Tank Lawrence, you're seeing him make a lot of tackles and running down the line of scrimmage and not really necessarily playing his gaps. You see him playing a little bit loose now. So I really think they kind of interpreted that Rod Marinelli defense in here. And now the players that been here under Rod, Rod was here for five years. And then you just flip the switch and then you bring in Mike Nolan. Players are probably confused. They probably don't understand terminology, gaps assignments. And when when they don't – it's almost like if, if you have a job and you're really not learning this job, you're probably going to go look for another job because you probably don't like it. NFL is a bit different, but their play showed that they didn't like what Mike Nolan was showing them. So I really think if they can get turnovers, if they can limit those penalties – those penalties have been killing the defense. If they can get stops in the red zone, which they were really struggling to do, Joe, I think that Mike Nolan's job might be saved and you can build on whatever momentum that you have to save his job into 2021 with hopefully a true real offseason. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's what it's going to be, man. It's, it's about buying into the system. and you know, it, it looks like they have the last two weeks. So we can build on that. They might be able to stay in some games. They might accidentally win some games. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I the the long term, the long ball game here for the Cowboys, I think, is you know building that culture, competing. You might lose some more games here because you're still pretty damn depleted. You know what I mean? It, it is mm-hmm. what it is. We're depleted all all across the board, and it's just a tall task. But I do like seeing the fight. You know what I mean? The last two weeks they didn't get you know like they didn't look like they quit. You know, getting in every game and and I do want to see that so as long as we see that but yeah it, it's uh, all hands on deck audition mode for Mike Nolan you you hit on uh Jalen Smith let's talk about that uh JJT uh had an article out there that has been misinterpreted by so many people out here saying that the Cowboys are gonna tell Jalen Smith to take a pay cut that's not what he said that's his prediction Cowboys never said that as a matter of fact, Jerry Jones said that that uh, Jalen Smith's a cornerstone player. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but that's Jerry being Jerry. But let's touch on that. You know, mm-hmm. although this is a, a prediction from JJT about uh, you know the Cowboys possibly asking Jalen for a uh, pay cut, let's let's roll with that. Let's just for a minute say that that they that this does happen. You know, what's your take on that? As far as should they do that? Are you for that? Or what do you think is going to ultimately happen here with Jalen Smith? I, I think they're going to leave his contract the same. I mean, the Cowboys really never been in the business of taking pay away. Um, they, they they usually honor those contracts. I can't remember the last time they asked somebody to take a pay cut. Uh, I know Sean Lee did it voluntarily. <laughs> but yeah. uh, other than that, I, I, I can't really think of one. Uh, yeah. And in the 30 years, Jerry Jones has been managing this football team. So they're obviously going to honor this contract. They really believe in honoring contracts. When players hold out, what's the first thing they say? They signed a contract. They agreed to this. Yeah. Um, so and, and if they don't, if they want you to pay, take a pay cut, they're going to do they're going to do one thing. They're going to cut you. Um, Cowboys have a history of doing that. So I really think that the Cowboys are going to let Jalen Smith write this contract out. Um, it's really it's really cowboy friendly. Um, after a couple of years. Um, so why not take the bite? He was a top-tier talent, blew his knee out, had nerve damage. He's just struggling with the Mike Nolan philosophy. I really think that's what it is. 
Uh, Jalen Smith has played a little better the last couple of weeks when the whole unit was playing better. And a lot of that stems from that, the linebackers. Jay, Leighton Vanderesh is going to be the leader of this team, regardless of who they bring in, who they draft, whatever. The focus point right here is Jalen Smith. If he can buy in, if he can really make plays, he has the capability of doing it. You've been following him since he was a freshman at Notre Dame, Joe. You know what this guy's about. The talent's there. Yeah. And I think they're going to honor his contract. I wouldn't be surprised if they say, hey, can you take a pay cut and maybe Jalen Smith be the first one ever. <clears throat> but um, he has to step it up. He has to. He has to put the entrepreneurship aside, Joe. And do his job. Yeah, you know, and, and and continuing with with the theme here of auditioning for the rest of the season. I think Jalen Smith's right there too. I think he is in audition mode for the rest of, of the season. You know, um, after twenty twenty one, it's more it's easier on the palate to cut him. Obviously, if they want to take on the dead money, ultimately they can do that. Like I said. This is an article. If you if you guys didn't see the article, go look at uh, DallasNews.com. Go go read the article by JJT. It's his prediction. The Cowboys have not said that this is what they're going to do. Um, there are tweets out there that are twisting the words of JJT, and a lot of people are running with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, <clears throat> but nevertheless, it is uh, a, a good discussion to to be had. So that's why we're talking about it here. Um, as far as a you know, just something to, to discuss because a lot of people are not happy with the play of Jalen Smith, including myself. I'm one of his biggest Rightfully fans. Rightfully so. Rightfully and, so. And the thing about Jalen Smith and Mike Nolan, they said that they were going to do use him how they did in Notre Dame. You know, they said that in press conferences. Mike Nolan said it. Jalen said it. And they're not. They're not using him like they did in Notre Dame. At Notre Dame, he would hit, he would hit the gaps, rush, pass, pass rush the quarterback, and that kind of thing. They're – they're um, they're putting him in situations where he's going to have to go into coverage. That is not his game. Jalen Smith cannot cover, um, you know, and it, it's it, it's uh, it's just not a good situation to be in right now, especially for the defense. So, you know, linebacker that could be in play for the NFL draft twenty twenty one. You know, there's a couple of players out there. I'm sure that the, the names will, will, you know, come up here during the draft process. And as far as who the Cowboys visit with, you know, this past draft, the Cowboys looked at Patrick Queen. They looked at Kenneth Murray. They're they're looking at linebackers for a reason. You know what I mean? So they're not looking at these guys for nothing. So expect right. this this next series of linebackers to, to be looked at because, like you said, you do have Sean Lee. He's going to be on his way out probably unless he comes back on another – one-year deal. I'm, I'm thinking he's going to go into coaching or some kind of assistant or something like that, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I, I can see that. And I, I think Sean Lee expressed he wants to do coaching at some point in his life. But, you know, if he's anything like Jason Witten, you know, he's going to want to, you know, have that grit and want to keep playing till the wheels fall off. Till the wheels fall off. Now, what we don't want to do, is let the wheels fall off on Tyron Smith. So that's why exactly. offensive line is another area that they're looking at. Now, we are getting Brandon Knight, you know, coming back off of uh, IR. So he's, they're going to work him back into this. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, how Brandon Knight fits into this. You know, do, do they bring him back, put him at left tackle, kick Irving over to right tackle? Irving and Brandon Knight 
are way better than than Terrence Steele. So, doo doo pants. If he comes, okay. So if Brandon Knight comes back in a couple of weeks, and you're still keeping Terrence Steele over there. That's a little bit of a clue of of what they're doing. You know what what they're why they're looking at at tackle here. So maybe they're kind of low key trying to see what they have on this team. Like I said, um, as far as an exit strategy or a succession strategy, you got to have a succession strategy in place for Tyron. We don't know what what Lyle's going to be with that broke hip. So these are legitimate conversations that that we need to be having here. So. Um, but as far as this game goes, Mike, it's going to be a good test for the defense. That's really what I'm looking for in this game. I'm, I'm looking at at defense this whole game because I want to see how they respond, how they play. I love what I see out of Novell Gallimore. I think he's going to be one of the young pieces of this revamped defense moving forward, him and Diggs. And then uh, obviously Lawrence is, is in the mix, but you know they, they're going to have to keep bringing in more talent. So, if you have that high pick in the draft, I think you're going to have opportunities to uh, to bring in some some good talent. You know, if you want to bring in another cornerback, if you want to trade down, accumulate picks, that's probably going to be your ideal situation. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, with, with Tyron Smith, if they let him go n- next year, pre or post June one, it doesn't matter. It's eight. 0.8 million dollars in dead money and it's 5.1 million dollar cap saving and i think in 2022 <clears throat> you're you're done with it that's it so they could get rid of tyron smith next year eat the 8.8 save the 5.1 and then that's the only year they have dead money so tyron smith's future with the cowboys could be up in the air joe so really good point there that you're questioning but are we talking yeah. draft strategy here? Uh, it's whatever the conversation is. You know what I mean? We're just we're just kind of looking at where this team is at at the bye week and, you know, what we're going to do moving forward. So, like I said, auditioning mode. I want to look at these tackles. Uh, Terrence Smith didn't have a terrible game la- last week. Terrence still, I mean. Uh, he didn't have a horrible game, but he seems kind of up and down. He is a rookie. Yeah. Uh, Pass blocking is not good for him. He's he's better at run blocking, if anything. True. Um, now, we are getting some news of Tyler Biadish. He's dealing with the hamstring, but it looks like when he gets healthy, he'll be you know inserted back in the starting lineup, which I do like that. Tyler Biadish is, is your future. Um, he's going to be here for a while. Tyler Biadish looking really good. Let me ask you about Connor Williams. You know, he's he's been a healthy scratch this year coming off that ACL um, do the Cowboys got to look at left tackle and left guard later on this off season. You talking Connor about Williams? Connor McGovern or Connor Williams? Well, he hasn't been a scratch. He's been playing Connor Williams. I know he's, I said he's been a healthy scratch. So what's your evaluation of him? And do you think they got to look at left tackle and left guard for next year? Move, moving on from maybe from potentially that entire left side. Um, so with, with Connor Williams, I think you're looking at, uh, you know, somebody that they're going to try to ride out. I don't think they're going to move him to tackle or be the succession plan for Tyron or this guy. Um, he's got the short arms. He's built for for the uh, the inside, the interior. You know what I mean? So I think they're just going to let that one ride out. They do have Connor McGovern in the waiting. I think he'll kick inside there and eventually he'll take over. And um, 
tackle is where where you really need to get uh, where you need to get something in place, like really quick. You know, and, and there's not to say that that you know what if Tyron Smith comes out of his surgery, doesn't want to go through the lengthy rehab and say, hey, you know what, I'm gonna do what Travis Frederick did. I'm out, guys. I'm I'm gonna retire. Catch y'all later. You know what I mean? Like you don't know. And then once you're in that mode, you're um, you could be up the creek. So it, it mm-hmm. is good that it is kind of good that we're getting a look at, at these guys. You know, um, Cam Irving, he's on a one year deal. They could extend him. You know, you have a little bit of a backup plan there, but um, you know, it, it's it's going to be a, a tricky situation. I think they're going to come out of this draft with with a tackle, in my estimation. So we'll keep an eye on that. You know, but I think it's tackle. You know, um. I don't think that they're going to uh, – I mean, it's possible they could take a player like, you know, Penny Sewell out of Oregon, uh, Pac-10, you know, move him inside, kick him outside when, when they're done. But, you know, there's uh, – I, I want a true tackle. You know what I mean? And there there are yeah. – there's some other – there's there's other good tackles in, in this draft. Yeah. I don't even know if I, w- if I would take uh, an offensive lineman there at three or four where we're at right now. That's awfully high. And I don't. There's not a really super premier knock your socks off kind of guy. You know, Penny Sewell's the, is the hot name right now because nobody else is really watching anything else. But there are other guys out there. You know, there are. There's other guys. Um, obviously, my guy out of Notre Dame, uh, Liam Eichenberg. He's the real deal, Holyfield. Mm-hmm. Wait to see. I'm waiting to see if he gets an invite to the Senior Bowl. If he does, watch out for him. He'll be getting the Zach Martin treatment. Liam. Eichenberg, check him out, guys, if you haven't already. Uh, for sure, for sure. Well, what, what do you think we're going to do against these Vikings, Joe? This Viking game is is going to be an interesting game because it's it's a game that's winnable. But we're playing over there, and uh, you know, it looked like the Vikings were kind of not looking like they were going to do anything. But they're they're on a winning streak right now. The Mike Zimmer, a hell of a coach. He's got this defense revamped, and they're playing. They're playing good ball. You know what I mean. I, I think uh, for us to win this game, we gotta, we gotta make, uh, we gotta make Kirk Cousins do Kirk Cousins things. You know, turn the ball over, fumble and bumble the ball all over the place. <laughs> I mean, that's really how we're gonna win this game. We we gotta make Kirk Cousins uncomfortable in the pocket, uh, and make him um, make mistakes. I. I, I don't think this is Kirk Cousins' team, to be honest with you. Kirk Cousins has, hasn't really had a good year at all. Mm-hmm. This is Dalvin Cook's team. You stop him, you can win this ball game. If you're letting this guy get seven yards, eight yards, ten yards, a big run, you know, keeping that sequence going, and it's going to be a long day, and all Kirk Cousins got to do is hand the ball off, make his job easy, right? I, the the Vikings is just like us when we had Murray. The Vikings was just like us in 2016 with Ezekiel Elliott. You stop that running game, you'll stop Kirk Cousins. He'll get make those. You, he's gonna feel like he has to go win this game. He's gonna put that pressure on himself. And like Joe said, he's gonna make those Kirk Cousins mistakes. The Kirk Cousins in Washington is no different than the Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. It's the same guy. If we can stop Dalvin Cook, get in that guy's mental. Give us the ball, which we know he'll do on occasion. Turn those into points. They could be they could win this game. They had a good game against the Steelers, who had a high powered offense. Big Ben. He ain't nobody to play with. Two time Super Bowl champion over there. 
They held them pretty good for the most of the game. Kirk Cousins is not on that level. You stop Dalvin Cook, you mess with the Kirk Cousins' mental, you win that game. It's all about the defense in this one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same old adage. You know, it's, this game will be won or lost in the trenches. And who has the better trench right now? <laughs> is it the Vikings or is it the Cowboys? Uh, we're it's definitely the out. Vikings. <laughs> yeah, it's, you definitely is looking like the Vikings. Cowboys, we're just going to have to evaluate, man. I'm, I'm evaluating these players right now. You know what I mean? So, you know, um, do I want to win this game? Obviously, I, I never pull for the Cowboys to lose. But, you know, it, it's that balance of team tank, team try to do something and win the division. I, it's not realistic to me, man. This this team, like I said in my last video, it's they're not built right now for a playoff run. But um, for this game – Dalvin Cook, man. I mean, the the best thing the Cowboys can hope for is ding him up because Dalvin Cook, he's not the most sturdy running back. You know, he uh, he's kind of injury prone to be real. You know, he's missed he's missed some games here with hamstrings and a, a knee and this and kind of this kind of thing. So if you can beat him up, uh, you, you knock him out. But then you still got Madison. He's 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 nothing to sleep on either. So you know, it's a uh, it's gonna be an all day affair. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, this, yeah, this might be uh, similar to the Cleveland game. You know, it's a similar offense to Stefanski that's still kind of in place there. So I think we're going to see some similar um, attack from from the Vikings offense that the, the Cleveland did. And they have the, the horse. They have the horses to do it. So it's going to be a long day. You know, we're getting Cheeto back. So that's good. Uh, he's basically going to fill in for um, Diggs, who's out. But you got uh, you got some monsters, monster receivers. You got to do a feeling. Justin Jefferson, the hottest uh, receiver, r- rookie receiver right now. So he's tearing it up. And um, and then you got to deal with with um, their other ah. auxiliary players. So it's going to be a challenge. It's definitely going to be a challenge. I remember covering the draft. Justin Jefferson, that's who you said, right? Mm-hmm. Man, what did I tell you, Joe? The guy's like, what, 6'3"? He, I think he had a, a very <clears throat> good vertical. What did I tell you? That's going to lead to success, man. Gosh, darn it. I can't wait for the draft coverage again. I, I Everything I said yeah. about just Jefferson has been correct, brother. Well, we yeah, we talked about him in, our, in I think, like our, our lead up. Like, I think it might have been like our final mock draft. Like, you know, if they take a receiver, Justin Jefferson w- was in our conversation. I mean, he's a standout player out of LSU and one of the better route runners. He looks like a vet out there right now. So this defense can't treat him like a rookie. You can't, you know, you can't get in his head. He's uh, he's a polished wide receiver. He's he's good. You know, they they did a good job drafting that kid. Yeah, yeah. I, I just what I liked about him was his route running ability, the way he can get up and get the ball. Guy yeah. guy was tall, physical. Goal line goal line fades. You know, NFL runs that many many times on Sundays, and that's just your prototypical your prototypical red zone threat right there and Justin Jefferson I don't think we got a corner to cover him to be honest with you yeah they're gonna they're gonna attack the heck out of that secondary and then they're gonna put our, our linebackers in compromising uh, positions so <laughs> if they I'm telling you guys if, if Jalen's out there trying to cover you know one of these guys it's gonna be a long day or or even uh even the tight end another Notre Dame guy they have over there so uh but 
I do want to touch on another topic here that that, that people are talking about over the bye week, and that is uh, Ezekiel Elliott. You know, you're starting mm. to see more articles on what's happening with Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's had like three consecutive games under, you know, I think like 3.6, 3.8 yards per carry. Um, he's kind of on a downward trend. You know, we kind of t- touched about on, on this, but, you know, now – you're starting to see more stuff from the mainstream guys starting to talk about it now. So it looks like it's a conversation here that's being had, (laughs) but again, you know, it's, it's, what do you do? That contract is crazy. You you can't even cut him that, that dead money there will, will kick your butt. So that one there, we'll have to see. Uh, But Tony Pollard, what's your thoughts on, on, what do you think the the carries are going to be in this game? You think it's going to be 50 50 or just still going to be more Zeke over Tony? What, what do you think there? Here, here's the kicker, man. What's the famous stat that for the last three or four years, media outlets, game broadcasters have said if Zeke gets 24 or more carries, they're undefeated? I think they lost one time. Okay, let's go over Ezekiel Elliott's carries. He had, and this is from week one to current, 22, 22, 14, 12, 19, 12, 12, 19, 18. What is is Zeke's motto, Joe? Yeah, feed him. They're they're not feeding him. It's hard to – I know I was tough on Zeke. But then again, I listened to the show. I want to do a little bit more research, right? Passion was talking, but then I got to look at stats. We're hard on Zeke, but we're not feeding Zeke. Are you kidding me? Against That's a good point. That's a good the point. Steelers, 18 carries. Eagles, 19. Washington, Washington, the football team, okay, 12. The Cardinals, 12. The Browns, 12. The Seahawks, 14. Are you kidding me? You got, And I get it. The offensive line, I get it. But you got to at least give the man a chance. You got to feed the beast. It's hard to critique them when the carries just aren't there, Joe. Yeah. Start taking a look at some of these questions and comments, guys. I like this one by Stevie Mac 23 Also, Kellen is a terrible – he's terrible run play calling. I agree, man. He's, he's done some goofy things there. Um. You know, it's, it's I don't I don't like doing the 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 weird things with with Ezekiel Elliott like the tosses and some of these other gimmicky crap. That, that's not Zeke's game. You know, it's uh I want to see him hit the holes. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I agree, man. Stevie Mac, I agree hundred percent. What do you think about that, Mike? Killing more run calls, dude. I seen an article and I didn't even click on it because it was like Kellen Moore is not getting enough credit for what he's been doing with Annie Dalton, Ben Danucci, and Garrett Gilbert. And I'm like, what's there to give? We haven't won. <laughs> what's, what's, what, what credit are we going to give Kellen Moore? He, he, he's limiting these quarterbacks. He, the Eagles. Remember I told you I've been watching Body Language, Joe? Ironically enough, an article came, uh, an article came out. Brandon Graham plays for the Eagles. When we played the Eagles, said Amari's Cooper's body language was like he didn't want to be there. You got to watch the body language. He he's he's messing up attitudes. He's messing up play calling. Kellen Moore does not deserve 
any credit because he really hasn't done much as an offensive coordinator. You're not feeding your best running back in the National Football League, and when you do, you're and and, and when you do, he, he he doesn't look very good because your O line's crappy, right? But you're not giving enough times to even break it. The longer, the more Zeke gets carries, the more the guy gets um, stronger as the game goes on, right? Then uh, you you're, you're you drafted C.D. Lamb, who who was having a career, a rookie career to start the season. That gets hurt. Where's your offensive coordinator utilizing Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb? Where is that offensive coordinator? Kellen Moore has been doing a crappy job. Dare I say all. Year, even with Dak Prescott, how many drives did we have where we went three and out, three and out, three and out? Now the score is 20 freaking eight to zero. You know what I'm saying? The Kellen Moore deserves no credit from me. And that's Mike's take on Kellen Moore. (laughs) Somebody get this man a shot of whiskey, tequila, or a beer. He is he's on fire right now. (laughs) No, I I agree though, man. Kellen Moore has. Yeah, he's, he's not a difference maker to me. Uh, you know, you, you look at some of these other teams and, and you you have envy. You covet Eric Bieniemy's style. You covet Stefanski's style. I mean, these guys, the way that they attack, um, you know, these defenses, it, it's something to, to be, uh, you know, to be marveled at. So, I don't know, man. We'll see what they do there with that moving forward. But, you know, this team is, is shown to be – just as stubborn with this new administration as it was the previous one. So we'll, we'll and see. Someone, and someone please call me delusional because the facts <clears throat> don't lie. <laughs> yeah, the facts don't lie. That that was a good take there on Zeke with the 24 carries. So, man, I think that's the sweet spot for Mike Zimmer. I mean, these are analytics if you want, if you want to talk about it. And I know McCarthy being, an, you know, raves about being an analytical person. He's got to be looking at those numbers. And I think maybe you do get a, a, a more look from Tony Pollard in this game, possibly, you know, to, to change it up. You you got to give this offense a spark if it, if you're not getting it from Zeke, even when you do feed him, you know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. That's going to be a little storyline to watch. Is it, Does he have something in his head? You know, it, it's something to watch on Zeke, you know, hopefully – Hopefully he'll turn. I mean, he had the the, the fumbles early. Uh, he did have fumbles. Like, he had a bunch of fumbles consecutively. It's almost like there's something going on that, that we're not really aware of that's kind of, you know, messing up the mental part of his game. You know, they say that football, obviously it is. I, I agree. It's a, a large part of football is mental. So you got to be sharp, man, especially in the NFL. Stop the run. Yeah, it's gonna be a long day. It's gonna be a long day. Let's let's see what they can do, though. You know, I I will be thoroughly impressed if the Cowboys can. They're not gonna be able to stop the run, but they'll be able to. Right. If they can slow it down and keep the game kind of close, that's gonna be a good barometer for the rest of the season because you do have other good running backs that you're gonna have to face the rest of the year. And if you can do good against a Dalvin Cook running back after what you've done the last two weeks, and you do and you slow him down. I think it gives your run defense momentum the rest of the season. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's going to be a good litmus test big time. So that's why I'm, I'm really 
going to be honing in on this on this run defense. You know, Antoine Woods, Neville Gallimore, you know, um, in the rotation there, uh, Randy Gregory, Lawrence. You know, he plays the run well. That's that's kind of his wheelhouse. You know what I mean? So yeah, I can I can honestly say that the game against the Steelers, even though we lost, it had that game feel to it. Games before that, probably yeah. even all the way back to week one, Joe, it felt like preseason scrimmage games yeah. to me. Yeah. I think this was the first game against these Steelers where it actually felt like a real game. And keep in mind, there was probably 60% Steeler fans in that stadium, and it still felt like a real game. And that was our home stadium, by the way. Yeah, and no, that's a good point. You know, it did feel like they were able to execute the game plan on defense and offense for the most part. Obviously, they didn't come out with the win, but like you said, it wasn't so lopsided. <laughs> a lot of these other games were lopsided, turnovers, poor defense, uh, the shuffling of the offensive line. So, yeah, it, I, that's why. I, that's why I say I think it's possible that the Cowboys, you know, do win a couple of games here. I don't. I don't think they'll sit there at, at two games. I think you can, you can pull out some of these games. You know, you got you. You have games that are very winnable, but th- this team with what the players they have, they they pretty much have to play a perfect game. No turnovers. They can't have any turnovers. They need to cause turnovers. Yes. They got to be balanced on offense. You know, whether it's a combination of Tony and Zeke, but if it's if it's just passing, you know, you you can't play. Uh, one-dimensional football in, right. the, in this league, man. You, you and just, you know what's crazy? Well, we're saying this to the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, an NFL professional pro team. We're not Browns fans. We're not Jets fans. We're not Jaguar fans. We're the Dallas Cowboys. We're talking about stuff that should already be implemented, identified, and executed, Joe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What are they going to do with Cooper Rush now? That, that's a great question. I, you know, I think if you're looking at the, you know, the uh, the quarterback room, you got Andy Dalton's your one, Gilbert's your two, and probably Cooper's probably your your three, right? And then Danucci's your four. Like, cut cut him, Danucci, Ducci. So yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I have a feeling that one of the one of those two is probably going to get cut. It's probably going to be Cooper though. If if I'm to be honest, I think they Who's still. Who's going to pick up Nucci Dookie, though? Let's be real. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a developmental quarterback. I mean, there was there was too much put on the on on him, man. Like they, people were giving him nicknames before he even threw a pass in the NFL. It was stupid. Like it, it know, was. It was just way overhyped for a seventh but, round rookie quarterback. But they try to take the ball. They didn't. I might disagree with you a little bit here. They didn't give him the keys, he was test-driving the vehicle, a lot of wildcat, and when it was time to drive, he would crash. He wouldn't make the necessary throws. He only had one good throw, and that was to Mari Cooper, um, and that, that, that was it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, developmental. I think scout team developmental would be the best thing for Dookie <clears throat> Danucci. Yeah, I mean that's where he's at. He's gonna have to run the the, the squad there. Marvel and group. Who's going to stop Kyle Rudolph for the Cowboys? Yeah, that that's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see Jalen covering him. Um, 
Kyle Rudolph is really good at finding the soft spots in the deep. He's almost like a younger Witten. You know what I mean? He's not going to burn yeah. the speed, but he does find the soft spots in the coverage and can move the chain. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see who, who covers him, you know? You know, I, I, I'm Cowboys through and through, but there's only like maybe a handful of players from other teams that I really like. Ryan Kerrigan is one of them. Kyle Rudolph is definitely one of them. Damian Thomason was one of them. Um, Patrick Mahomes, things, these guys, right? But Kyle Rudolph, always been a big fan of his. He can destroy you. He had a lot of health issues at the start of his career, but when healthy, the guy is just an animal. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about that. He's pretty good. Krishna, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Randy Gregor has played the run good. Yeah, he's, he's actually – Played a, a lot better, man. Um, you know, Didn't Mike, you, you mentioned that last last uh, podcast. He mm -hmm. added the muscle, the weight. He's he's carrying that, is, that yeah. weight really good. He's yeah. The, the big question there is, can he keep it on? I think he can. I think he can. I, I think he's finally turned the corner. I'm a, I'm gonna knock on wood. Everybody, knock on wood with me. Let's keep that going, man. Randy Gregory, uh, special talent, man. Just man. Marvel Group four and twelve, yeah, that that seems more of a realistic number. You know, they're I, like I said, I think they're gonna accidentally win a couple more games, but you know, I, I don't, I don't think they'll be in the running for the division. Four and twelve seems pretty realistic. You know, you're probably still drafting in the top eight, I would think, if you're four and twelve, maybe top five. You know, we'll see what what these other teams end, end up doing. I just don't want to get a wild card round, lose the son of a gun, and lose all those draft pick spots. No, yeah, it's it's just no. I don't think anybody wants that. You know, I, that's the only reason why we got CD Lance is the Eagles beat us. Yeah, yeah, it, it makes a huge difference drafting in the top eight or drafting at nineteen. It's a huge difference. You know, your those top ten, top five picks. You, you, it's hard to miss on them. Obviously, there are busts every year in the early part of the draft, but Cowboys for their part, they've done relatively well in the first round. You know what I mean? You and I have always talked about, they do good in the early rounds, the later rounds, not so much, but they what, can't find a gym to save their life. Find me a gym, find a needle in the haystack. I think Jay Ratliff was the last player. They found the needle in the haystack with. Yeah. And no, that was, you know, that was Parcells. That was uh he knew what he wanted. Very, very specific with the scouts, this kind of thing. So it, it makes a difference having a talent evaluator as your coach to, you know, kind of dictate what the hell you want. And I think that's kind of what uh, – I wouldn't say McCarthy is like Parcells, but he definitely has seen what works for him. And what what, what these guys will do is they see something similar that has worked for them Previously, they see a similar player with the similar traits that can do similar things to what they've done before with success. And they'll, they'll draft that type of player. So I like what I see out of Novell Gallimore. I think this is yes. a, it could be a prime example of, of uh, what McCarthy's looking for. You know, they mentioned at the Senior Bowl they wanted to get bigger. Will McClay said that, you know, yeah, we're going to look at uh, bigger guys. You know, these <laughs> – these double cheeseburger guys that we're looking at and bacon in not to mention the guy ran his ass off at the combine. That guy is just a, uh, for his size. He's an animal. 
he's an animal, and you and you do see it at the next level. You're seeing it in the NFL. He's he doesn't chase. I mean, he does chase people down. He doesn't stop until man. Yeah. You turn on the film, dude. This man is literally Navel Gallimore. Who I'm talking about here, Joe. He's knocking over grown men guards, bro. He is just ruining their lunch. He's giving them the coronavirus on that football field. He's giving them the work, bro. I love that from a young tackle. Love it. Yeah, it's, it's looking good for him. Looking really good. Let's keep it going. Marvel and Groot, if the Cowboys lose to the Bengals, then all rookie class should start for the rest of the season. And, I, I you know, honestly, the way Burrow's playing, it's possible that, that, that he could pull this win out. You know he's he's playing pretty damn good, I think. But um, I uh, I think Andy Dalton's gonna go in there and beat him, dude. Uh, I see. You know that this is one of those novel stories where this is gonna be hero Andy going in in his hometown, knocking the snot out of him. Are they coming to us? Either way, Andy Dalton's gonna ruin the Bengals' lunch. I'm Possibly. calling it right now. Possibly. Possibly. I. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. If he can stay. Healthy, yeah. I, I think this game will be a good barometer. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you said, Mike, that first game with Andy Dalton what, wasn't very impressive. You know what I mean? And so, my my thing is this: Is Andy Dalton going to be on any any sort of leash? Like, if he kind of stinks it up or looks kind of like rusty, do they bring in Garrett Gilbert at the half? So, you know, I think they will. I think they will. That'll be something to to check out there. <clears throat> so interesting, interesting conversation there. Breland speaks. Yeah, they brought him in, added him to the practice squad. Camp body, bro. Camp body. That's that's what he is. Uh, he's got a. He's got a. He's coming off of ACL. Uh, he's got a bad knee. You know the the story is that he was out of shape, that kind of thing. But you know the Cowboys had interest in him during the draft process a couple of draft classes ago. So I think it's just one of those Will McClay reclamation projects depth you know what i mean but uh i'll talk about it when he gets signed to the 53 what he's just a practice squad guy yeah yeah i'll talk about it when he gets on the 53 good question though Cowboys fans talking the house appreciate you bro We're, we'll be getting together there for our weekly two-minute drill make sure you hit up cowboys fan talk hit him up subscribe send a like and tell him good work and you won't be lying you don't even got to watch you just put in good work you won't be lying. It's great work over there. Great work. Great work indeed. Appreciate him very much. Dallas is going to Cincy for that game. So we'll be on the road. Okay. So got to eat their lunch. It'll be at the jungle. Cincy jungle. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun game, man. I I like watching these young guys play. You know, like I said, I'm you know the thing you like about the NFL, you can be a fan of other players, and I I liked what I saw out of uh, Burrow at LSU. I thought he was a hell of a player, and he looks like a young Romo to me, man. He's just very mobile, can make crazy passes. I think he's on the cocky side, dude. The way he had that cigar and stuff like that, I don't know. I don't like cockiness. I like talent. I like good egos. I don't like no horrible toxic egos and. He almost has that Johnny Menzel vibe. I don't know the guy. Never watched him play, but he just seems a little too cocky to me. No, no, he's he's not, he's nothing like Johnny Menzel. I uh, said Johnny Menzel vibe. 
I didn't say he. I said he vibe. Well, not, not, not even vibe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was a freaking disaster. Thank God for Stephen Jones taking that card from Jerry. We got our guy Zach Martin. Thank God for that. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's going to be it for tonight's show. Appreciate everybody that watched tonight. If you're catching this on the replay, <clears throat> make sure you guys hit up the like button, subscribe, and share as usual on your way out. We do appreciate you. And let's see what let's see what these guys do, man. Like I said, <clears throat> I don't I don't mind losing, but I do want to see the fight. You know what I mean? As long as we see the fight, you have the culture, that momentum to carry in, into the next season. That's what you want to do. So you want to carry the positives that you can into the next season. And I think that's what we're going to see. I, I, I think that uh, I think the light is starting to come on with these players starting to gel with, with the staff. You know what I mean? But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't I don't I really don't expect any kind of playoff run or anything like that. But uh you know, we'll see what these guys do, man. Let us know in the comments what you guys think is going to happen in this game with the Vikings and, uh, and that kind of thing. But, Mike, let everybody know where they can find you if they haven't already. Right here on the Frisco Report, guys. Next week we'll be back at a regular schedule on Tuesday, guys. And it's going to be a quick turnaround. We play these Vikings. We got uh, a game on, on uh, Thanksgiving I want to mm. say it's against the Washington Deadskins. Yeah. Um, so it's, we're going to have a quick turnaround. Lots to talk about how we're going to shift. Do we get our revenge? Do we beat these Vikings? So tune in next week on the regular show, Tuesday, 7 o'clock Central Time, guys. Set the alarm. Put it in your calendar. Share with a friend so they get it too. But Cab underscore Cowboys Corner right there on Twitter, guys. Cowboys Corner right here on YouTube. If you can't find me, go to thefrescoreport.com. Joe has all the links right there and check out the website while you're at it it's all exclusive right there on the friscoreport.com thanks for having me joe peace <laughs> well said well said guys make sure you do hit up the website the friscoreport.com has every has everything you need we got all the draft classes are in there we have all the draft classes going all the way back to 2003 when i started the blog so it's got everything from parcels to the current draft class. So if you're interested in some draft history, go check out the website. Schedule's out there. Uh, link to, to Mike's YouTube page as well. And merch, if you're down for that as well. But that's the it, holidays guys. are coming up. We will catch you next week for the next Frisco Report. Peace, everybody.